good morning, Life Church Buffalo. I hope that you are excited to be in God's house today. Man, I am excited for this one-of-a-kind service. It's like a kid's life takeover this Independence Day. So first thing, I want to welcome all of our kids into our auditorium today. Welcome. Welcome. Today is going to be a little bit different, but you know what? I like it. Um, I don't know if any of you have been watching the Chosen series. I'm a huge fan. I'm a huge fan. And one of my favorite episodes of it is, um, it's in season one, episode three, and it's Jesus with the children. And to see Jesus with the children is just to see him in person. So today, I'm so excited, and I think that we're making the face of Jesus smile today. For those of you who do not know me, my name is Beth Miller, and I have the joy, the honor, and the privilege of serving as our children's and family pastor. And so today, I'm I'm just excited for today. You know, we've got our kids and our families here today. Some of it's gonna be some of it's gonna be funny. I've got some, I mean, who else do you guys see what I'm trying to sneak in my my prop box over here? Not all of you guys can see it. It's supposed to be secretive in here. You know, so some of it's going to be funny. I've got some props. I, um, I have some, like, visual lessons. The feedback last week from the egg visual demonstration. Wow, you guys really like the visual demonstrations. So I was like, I'm going to bring them. I'm going to bring them today for the kids, okay? And I know that we've got 40-year-olds and 50 and 60. Maybe you're in your 70s. But you know what? The ch- this church where God is moving and he's bringing all different kinds of people, we also have some grown-ups who you may just be like a four or five-year-old in your walk with Christ. And that's okay too. You're welcome. You might be a baby Christian, a little kid. And so today, we're going to reach everybody today. Every single week, and I'm super passionate about making sure that every kid goes, checks into, um, into their classroom because we want, we're passionate about having age-appropriate classrooms for, for children to learn about Jesus at their level because a two-year-old does learn about Jesus differently than a second grader, and a second grader learns differently about Jesus than a 32-year-old, okay? But I do think it's so important to occasionally gather us all together when I look out in the crowd and I see our preschoolers and our elementary kids and our middle schoolers and senior kids in senior high and all of our adults all together, I think that that's so important too. So that we can, they can look to the adults, they can see their parents worshiping, they can see what it looks like. And you know what, church? Some of our kids have already placed their faith in Jesus. So when you look around the room and you see a five-year-old or a seven-year-old, they're not just a kid who's sitting in the room, they're your brother and sister in Christ. We are a church family. They're not just the church of tomorrow. They are the church of today. So I'm I'm just super excited to get started. Some of our kids, when you guys walked in, we even have some activity sheets that go along with the service. And we even have some kids, our elementary kids are doing sermon notes today and doing some sermon bingo to go along. Kids, if you get a bingo, don't shout bingo today. Don't shout bingo during the service. You can get your bingo, your sermon bingo at the very end of it. But since we have some little ones in the crowd, I'm actually going to start with the rules that we do in my preschool class. So I'm going to reach in. Kids, if you're in here, I need you to get your listening ears out, okay? I need to get your listening ears. I got them way back in my back pocket. They're way back down here. I got to remember, we got to reach down deep for our listening ears. They're right got them. I got them. Show me your listening ears, kids. You got those out? 
Today, mine are blue with white, with white stars on them, okay? So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to put them on. We're going to say click, click. When we put them on, click, click. Woo! Look at that. We got our listening ears on. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. I've got my listening ears on so that we can hear everything that God wants to talk to us about. Because you could be in second grade and God wants to talk to you. He's got stuff to say, so let's make sure we have on our listening ears. And parents, you can just remind them. You can wiggle their little ears and be like, remember, listening ears, listening ears. And I'm going to reach in. I got my looking goggles. I got them in this pocket right here, okay? We put our looking goggles on. Whoa. Show me your looking goggles, kids. That means you're going to keep your eyes up front, right? Put on those looking goggles. Woo! Wow, you guys are beautiful. We got a beautiful looking church here today. That's right. And now I have some happy hands. Everybody show me your happy hands. Oh, we got happy hands with us today. We use our happy hands to clap and we praise the Lord. And sometimes we throw up our breakfast and we say, Amen! Say amen. amen. That's right. So if you hear something good today, if you hear something good today and Jesus is talking to you, you go, amen. 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 That's right. That's, that's what we do. All right. And then the last rule I'm going to add for today is grace. <laughs> we have to extend grace today. Some of you may be way past the years of having little ones in, in, uh, in the church with you. You know what? We're going to look to our neighbors and we're going to extend grace today. So we may have some moms walking down the aisles or in the back bouncing some babies, but we're going to have some grace for everyone today. Well, I'm just going to jump right into our, our lesson for today, our sermon. And even though the kids are in, I'm not going to be jumping out of the Holy Spirit series because I believe that the Holy Spirit is big enough to reach all you grown-ups, And he's big enough to become small enough for even our littlest ones to get. I do believe it. Kids, the Holy Spirit has something for you today. Teenagers, the Holy Spirit wants to do a work in your life today. Adults, the Holy Spirit wants to meet with you today, every single one of us. And so remember, last week, we learned that the Holy Spirit is God. The Holy Spirit is God. That the Holy Spirit is in both the Old Testament and the New Testament, and he's with us today. And the Holy Spirit lives inside of us. The Holy Spirit lives inside of us. God himself chose to reside and dwell and live inside of us. And the Holy Spirit is always pointing to Jesus. He's like, yup, always pointing to Jesus. He lives inside of us and he dwells inside of us and he makes us like Jesus. What, is, what does this mean, makes us like Jesus? Am I gonna turn into a carpenter and grow a beard? Am I going to grow a beard? I mean, the older I get, I struggle with facial hair a little bit. <laughs> Ladies, you're like, preach, sister. Preach. Preach. <laughs> Is that what it means? That he's going to make us like Jesus? How, what, what is he doing in our lives? Well, I want to tell you a story that Jesus had told. Jesus often told parables. Kids, can you say parable? Parable. That's right. 
I've been talking about some of the stories that Jesus had told. And I know that a lot of you guys, when you walked in, um, you got a Bible that we've been using in kids' life. So adults, I'm going to be reading actually from our kids' life Bible. So if you have it, we're always about really getting into God's Word. So parents, if your kids are with you and they have their Bible with them, please help them open up to their Bible. And we're going to be in Matthew 13, 1 through 9. And what do we say about the Bible? The Bible is the most amazing book ever written. I love the Bible. I love God's word. I love his true word for all of us. I love, love the Bible. If you're a little one and you got your Bible with you, would you just give it a big hug? We just love the Bible. The Bible is the most amazing book ever written. I'm going to be in Matthew. So New Testament, almost all the way to the end. It's the first book of the New Testament. And we're going to be at chapter 13. So look for that big 13 right there on the page. Okay? And I'm going to be reading verses 1 through 9. The same day Jesus left the house and sat by the Sea of Galilee. Large crowds gathered around him. So he got into a boat and sat down. All the people stood on the shore. Then he told them many things using stories. He said, a farmer went out to plant seed. He scattered the seed on the ground and some fell on a path. Birds came up and ate it up. Some seed fell on rocky places where there wasn't much soil. And the plants came up quickly because the soil wasn't deep. When the sun came up, it burned the other plants. They dried up because they had no roots. Other seed fell among the thorns, and the thorns grew up and crowded out the plants. Still other seeds fell on good soil. It produced a crop, a hundred, sixty, or thirty times more than what was planted. Whoever has ears should listen. You still have on those listening ears, guys? You still got on those listening ears? Thank you, God, for your word. Would you, would you do what it is intended to do in our hearts today? Amen. Today's message is called Filled and Fruitful. It's called Filled and Fruitful. Do we think that Jesus, the, the thing that he wanted to teach us was how to be a good farmer? You think that that's what he was, he was trying to get across and how to be a good farmer? That's really important. Remember, before Jesus went back up to heaven and he was like, peace out, I'm out, I'm going up. He told us all to go and make disciples, to preach the good news of the gospel, to share the gospel of Jesus. So do we think that, that this is really a story about a farmer and his seeds? That Matt, Jesus is really like, I really want my people to grow really big tomato plants and cucumber plants and apple trees. I mean, that's what I really want for my people. Verse 16 says, but blessed are your eyes because they see, and blessed are your ears because they hear. Man, good thing we put on our, our looking goggles and our listening ears today, folks. Good thing. But I want to take a closer look at this story today. What do I got? What do I got in here today? Okay. I got some, I got some seeds with us today. I got some seeds right here with us today. Some gospel seeds is what I have right here. And you know, the disciples were listening to him and they were like, Jesus, can you explain what that story means? I mean, I don't know, even grown-ups, do you ever wish that you could like, you're reading the Bible and you're like, uh, Jesus? <laughs> 
can you explain this a little bit more? He didn't always explain what his parables meant, but this time he did. And he went on to talk about planting your seed on four different areas, on a, on a path, on a rocky place, on the thorns, and good soil. And he was like, you know what? Sometimes we, we, we start sharing the seeds, spreading our seeds or sharing the gospel, the good news with your family, with your friends, your neighbors, your coworkers. We're supposed to do it wherever we go with everyone that we talk to, sharing the gospel. And sometimes, sometimes it just ends up on a path. It's just on a path. This looks like a good path right there. It just, it just ends up on the path right there. And you know what? Jesus says what that's like is sometimes we just throw it out there and before you know it, a bird has come and he's taken it. The enemy steals it. You know, we're talking about the Holy Spirit, like, like the invisible God, and we're talking about that part of our walk with Christ. But we also know that there's a very real enemy. And sometimes we share the gospel and it lands, but sometimes the enemy can come, just snatch it off of the path. And then he says sometimes it ends on a rocky place, a rocky Rock. Man, those drums are kind of rocky, don't you think? <laughs> this is a good spot to throw it on the... Is the drummer in here? Is, the... is he over there? Sometimes it ends on the rock... <laughs> on the rocky place. It ends on the rocky place. It does. We share the gospel and it lands on a rocky place. And it was received joyfully. They're like, yes, that is great. I want to hear it. But you know what? Because it landed on a rocky place, the roots aren't very deep. They can't go down far. You know, you can even think to yourself, maybe it's you, maybe it's someone that you know of. You're like, I, I got a picture in my head of that. Sometimes it ends on, it lands on a thorny place, Jesus said. Thorns. I can't picture, I mean, a guitar string is kind of pokey. I've poked myself. I'm just going to throw it over there. It lands on a, on a thorny. I heard it. I made a little noise over there. Did you hear it? It lands on a thorny place. And the worries of life. If you ever shared the gospel with someone and the worries of life, the things that are really difficult or sad or hard or a diagnosis or something that you're walking through, it just kind of chokes it out. It's starting to grow. You can even get a picture of a, of a plant that is growing in the midst of thorns that's happening and it just starts to choke it out. And then Jesus said, and sometimes we share the gospel and it lands on good ground, on good soil, and it starts to be able to take root. And if we were to continue reading in verses 18 through 23, it talks about that it would produce a crop, produce fruit, that we would be filled and fruitful, okay? So we, we got a path, we got a rocky place, and we've got thorns, and we have good soil. Good soil. I need an example of good soil. I need a helper today. I need, I need an example of good soil. I actually, I wanna bring someone up on stage. I know that this person met Jesus when they were just six years old, 
fell in love with Jesus at six years old, and when they were 13 years old, knew, I wanted to be a pastor. I knew God had a special call on my life, and I wanted to build God's church, his kingdom. I, I, I've got some good soil, and we haven't had him up on the stage in quite some time. I would like to call Pastor Pete, would you come up on the stage? Thank you. You can take a seat. Thank you so much. I was just like, I needed to bring someone up. And I, I was missing Pastor Pete. We've been missing you while he's been recovering after his surgery. But I've got a good seat for you. You're, you're good to go? Yes. Okay. So thank you so much, for Pastor Pete, for being our example for today. Okay. So you, I'm, I'm thinking this is a really good example of some good soil. You said yes to Jesus. You said, yes, you can be the Lord, the leader of my life. You, you've got everything. So the Holy Spirit is now alive and living inside of you. I, I got something else over here. Okay, we're ready. Okay, so you said yes to Jesus. You were like, okay. Okay, we got it. You good with the visuals? Okay, all right. We really don't have a tiny Jesus inside of your heart. He's not like in there going... <laughs> he is on the throne and the Holy Spirit is alive and living inside of you. And his word says that now we're supposed to produce fruit, grow some fruit, grow some fruit. Maybe I have to try harder. I lost some. He lost some, he said. Okay, let's, let's try this again because I think... I think that this is what a lot of us do, right? When we say yes to Jesus, we're like, okay, I, I, gotta, I, I gotta do this right. I, I've never, I'm trying really hard. We try really hard. Grow some fruit. Okay. Okay. All right, but Galatians 5, 16 says, so I say, Live by the Holy Spirit's power. Is it, what is it? It's right, okay. All right, still, okay. You guys see some fruit yet? No, no, okay. I'm gonna read Galatians 5, through 25 to you guys. But the fruit the Holy Spirit produces is love, joy, and peace. It is being patient, kind, and good. It's being faithful and gentle and having control of oneself. Some parents are like, control oneself, control oneself. <laughs> there is no law against things of that kind. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed their sinful desires to the cross and they don't want these things anymore. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. To all my kids and kids' life, we just wrapped up a series like five weeks ago. So you should know this verse very well. And I would love to hear you shout it back at me. Kids, let's show it to all the grown-ups in this room, okay? But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, control and self-control. Great job, kids. Okay, so does this mean that we're gonna shoot apples out of our armpits? 
watch out guys, I've got this one nailed down. Nope, nope, I don't, I don't think that that's what it means. That the Holy Spirit produces love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So we got a fruit. I don't really think that Jesus was talking about apples and all of that stuff. But thank you for being my example today. I'm going to do a gardening lesson with you guys, okay? A gardening lesson. And this will help our kids. This will help our students. And to all of our adults in the room as well. To, fi- to think, like, how, how do we live this life? If I'm filled with the Holy Spirit and I'm called to be fruitful... Now, just a little note, I'm a terrible gardener in real life. <laughs> if you give me a plant, it will die. It, it will die. But I think I'm kind of okay at this in the gardening of the heart area, okay? So we're going to do a little bit of a gardening lesson. Okay, so if I have a seed, if I was going to plant something, am I going to plant it in like a swampy area, in the middle of the woods where there's no sun? No, no. First thing, I'm going to plant a seed in good ground, rooted. It needs lots of sunshine and it. it needs water. Water. I brought a watering can. This one's running out of water. I brought a watering can. And everyone on production is like, praise the Lord, she hit him. It's a watering can, guys. So watering can. So we have to, good ground, lots of sunlight, and we have to water. You know what? The youth was supposed to sit in the front row right there. Okay, I don't, it's leaking. Okay, we're, 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 everything's, everything's good, everything's good. Okay, so I don't really think that it means that we water Pastor Pete. But it does mean that it matters where the seed is rooted and firmly planted. That we find ourselves rooted regularly in church and in small groups and in discipleship. It matters where your seed is planted. And I want to encourage you, church, to be firmly rooted in a church. If it's this church, if you're a part of another church body, but to be firmly planted in the house of God and parents that you raise, that is good soil that we are planting in the heart of a child. Can I encourage you to make it a priority to not skip a week when the sun, when the sun is out? Raise your kids to be firmly planted in the house of God. And we need lots of sunshine Not just one day a week, we need sunshine. We need prayer and talking to God. Throw up your rock fist. Amen. Amen. Jesus. We need sunshine. We need prayer and talking to God. We need to be surrounded by worship music. Not just on Sundays where we give it our all, but all day, every day, right? Sunshine. And we need to be watered. Oh, I really got you. We need to be watered. 
with the word of God. Watered with the word of God. Okay? So is that all we got? To all my gardeners out there, I got good ground. I got sunshine. I got water. I'm good to go. I'm, I'm a master farmer. I'm going to grow all the crops. Alice Clarkson, is that all we need? No, that is not. That is not all that we need. But we're in church. You listen to worship music and you talk to Jesus every day. And you water yourself with the word of God. Yes? Okay. This is what I got. Guys, look it. I came prepared. We got some. He grew some fruit. He grew some fruit. Okay. We got some right here. I'm going to be gentle where your surgery is. I'm sorry. You can hit me if you need to. And there's some peace. Okay. So you grew some fruit. That, if you're looking at your life, evaluate and go, I don't, am I growing in love and joy and peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control? So we did that. You're growing some fruit. Run. Okay. But that's not, that's not all that we got to do. That's not all that we got to do. You know, I called Alice Clarkson. Many of you guys know her. She um, has, she owns um, Rowandale Goats, Therapy Goats, and she also has, yes, she's amazing, and she also leads a small group, a farming small group that happens. A lot of our people are part of her farming small group, and they're out there, so I called her to pick her brain about some things, and I said, hey, Alice, I know you have all of these goats and baby goats, but you also have like farm, you grow all these fruits and vegetables, and it's amazing. Are they all mixed together? Like, do the goats just hang out with your, your garden and your farm and all of that stuff? And, and, or do they eat it? And she was like, oh, in a hot minute, they, they would steal all of the fruit, all of the vegetables, all of whatever, if, if, um, if the goats were all around, which leads to like my next example. So Alice Clarkson, now's the time you can let the goats out into the auditorium. No, oh my gosh, no. Pastor Pete, Pastor Pete is like, no. <laughs> there, there, are no, there are no goats at this time. But you know what? If you're looking at your fruit tree and you're like, where's, I feel like I'm missing some, some of my fruit. I swear I had some. You know, it was going good and I was working hard, but man, I just, seems like the fruit just fall off really easy. I just lose my temper like that. I just, I can, I, on Sundays, I'm like, yes, I'm gonna be more loving. And by Tuesday, mm -mm. you know, you're like, Lord. <laughs> Lord, one of the things that we need to evaluate when we're looking at our garden is we got to see if we have a goat loose, stealing some of our fruit and snacking on it. We have a very real enemy who wants to steal, kill, and destroy. Last week I shared the verse 2 Timothy 1.14, guard through the Holy Spirit who dwells in us the treasure which has been entrusted to us. Guard it. Do you guard the treasure that the Holy Spirit, the deposit that he has put in us, do you guard it around your children? If you don't have a boundary or a protective enclosure around you, the goats will come and get you. 
We're going to eat all your fruit, fruit off of your tree. You know? So I'm going to caution. Wee-oo, 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 wee-oo. Right here. Okay. We need a little, a little bit of a boundary so those goats don't, those goats don't come in. You know, I know that we're supposed to be a part, we're supposed to reach the world. We can't be so far away from the world that we can't make an impact and reach them. Even our kids, our, our elementary kids, you want to reach your friends and tell them about Jesus. Our high schoolers, you want to tell them about Jesus. To all of our adults, I know that we need to be near the world to reach them. We've got a message to share. We want to tell them about Jesus. Say amen. amen. We want to tell our friends about Jesus. Amen. amen. We want to tell our neighbors about Jesus. Amen. amen. We want to tell our family members who don't know Jesus. Amen. amen. Right? We want to tell them about Jesus, but we've got some gardening to do. Or I like to call it guard gardening, gardening. Pastor Beth, are you telling me that I'm supposed to put a fence around my life? Some of us need to. Some of us need to. Do you need guardrails up when you're on the computer or on your phone or watching television? You tell me. What are you looking at on your computer or on your phone or on the television? Do you need guardrails up? Do you need guardrails up when you're hanging out with your friends? I don't know, you tell me. What are you doing with them? What are you talking about? What are you listening to? What are you participating in with those friends? You tell me, do you need guardrails up? Picture that the Holy Spirit is alive and living inside of you. Five-year-old, if you've said yes to Jesus, he's alive and living inside of you. And 55-year-old, he's alive and living inside of you. There isn't a place that you can go that he doesn't go with you. So everything that you watch, every place that you go, every person that you talk to, everything that you put your eyes on, everything that you listen, the Holy Spirit is with you. Guard what the Holy Spirit has entrusted to us. So I, I got my little gate. You're guarded. Do you feel safe? safe? You're very safe. Pastor Pete, in your life, do you have guardrails up? You have guardrails up. Awesome. So now I'm going to put some patience right here. We got some kindness. You're growing. We're growing. We got some goodness over here. You're doing good. He look, you're looking good, Pastor Pete. You're looking good. Okay, so we got that. Are we good to go? I'm a master gardener. I'm a master gardener. Sun, water, good ground, and I've got my guard up. Is that all that we got to do in my garden? No, no. Am I missing anything? What do you think it maybe is? Weeding. That's right. Very good to the contestant in the front row. We've got to weed. We've got to get into the garden. You know, last serve day, I, got, I wish I had a picture of it, but last serve day, I was downtown, and I was assigned to do some gardening, which I'm terrible at. They're like, you, Pastor Beth, can go f weed these flower beds. They were not flower beds. They were weed beds. There was... <laughs> 
But when I got there, I wish I had a video of it because in one of the weed beds, there was, I don't know what it's called because I don't know anything about plants. Everything looked like weed to me. They may have been real plants and I pulled everything out of it. But there was this spready, sticky, viney one. It covered a lot of area and it stuck to everything. It stuck to my clothes. It stuck to everything around it. And it spread all over the place. And when when I started pulling this giant weed, it took an area like, like this big around it. But when I pulled it off, it uncovered that there actually was a rose bush under there, that it had one, one little rose that was trying to grow. And I couldn't even see it, this rose bush that had a rose on it, because it was completely covered in weeds. And the weeds were taking all of the food and the sunlight and the nutrition. So this little sad rose bush only had one little rosebud on it because it was taking everything from it. You know, our life too sometimes looks like that, that, that we got to get into the garden and we got to pull out weeds. You know, in this passage in Galatians, Right before it goes through the fruit of the Spirit, it talks about different things that are weeds or sins in our life that we may struggle with. And it describes them as some of these things. Impure acts and wild living, worshiping things that aren't God. Some of us might be like, I don't worship an idol. We can look at our phones. We worship all kinds of things in our life that aren't God. Idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, fighting, Jealous, fits of anger, someone who stirs up trouble, sinful desires. You're interested in getting ahead and separating people into groups. You want what others have, being a part of wild parties and drunkenness. You list some of those, those things in there. And you know, we all have sin. We all have weeds in our garden. We have we all have different weeds at different times. I may be struggling with anger and jealousy and your sins just may look different than mine. No matter who we are, we gotta get into the garden. We gotta get on our hands and our knees and we gotta get pulling out of those weeds. You know what? I think that sometimes we like to pull other people's weeds before we pull our own. We're like, did you see her flower beds? She's got to address those nasty weeds over there. Church, parents, kids, families, we got to get in the garden. We got to get on our knees. And one thing I just wanted to show you, sometimes we get in the garden on our knees. Hannah, we, we don't just pull off the leaves and think like, I got it, I got it. I don't see it anymore, I don't see it. I, I said I'm sorry for being mean to my spouse. I'm always angry with my spouse and my family. And, and I said it, I, I repented, I said I'm sorry, I, I pulled the weeds off. But sometimes we gotta get down deep because those roots go down into the ground. And we don't just say, I'm, I'm sorry again for being mean to my spouse and to my family. I'm sorry for what I looked at on the phone or on my computer. 
I'm sorry, I'm sorry for, for doing that. We just say, I'm sorry for the thing. And we're wondering why we're still struggling with certain things. Because we gotta get into the garden and we gotta dig down deep and address the root of it. We don't just say, I'm sorry for being mean again to my family. We say, I'm, God, I repent. It's not just that I'm being mean to my family, but I have a root of bitterness and unforgiveness and it's so hard because I don't know how to get over it. I'm struggling with unforgiveness. I'm bitter. I don't just rip it off and say, I'm sorry for what I looked at on the phone again or on my computer. I gotta get down and say, I repent for what's down deep, that I'm struggling with lust. I repent for that sin. We gotta get down deep because it goes down deep. It goes down deep. We wanna pull those weeds out. We gotta go down deep. Sometimes we may need even the help of a counselor or a pastor to someone come alongside of us to get down deep. But you know what? All of us have to be doing this. We can be rooted in church. We can be watered with God's word. We can have a guard up around us. But if we don't regularly, not just one time, but all of the time, because weeds can keep on coming in. Do you just weed your garden once and then leave it? No, it would be taken over with weeds. You get in the ground and you repent. You pull it out. Psalms 139, 23 through 24 says, Search me, God, and know my heart and test me. Know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way of everlasting. You repent. Pastor Pete, you spend time in repentance regularly. I know this. Our pastor is a man who has a heart after God, who wants God to finish doing a work in him. We're gonna keep on putting those on right here, right here. It's a good looking tree right there. It's a good looking tree right there. Can you guys give him a round of applause? Thank you so much. You can actually go take a seat. So we know that the Holy Spirit is inside of us and we're filled and we're fruitful and that the Holy Spirit points us to Jesus. Psalms 34, eight says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. You know, in the summertime, you bite into a really juicy watermelon and you're like, oh, this is a good one. This is, is, or is that just my family? You're like, oh, this is a good one. You gotta try this watermelon. Church, how does your fruit taste? How does your fruit taste? John 13, 35, Jesus said, by this, everyone will know that you're my disciples, by how you love one another. Church, how does your fruit taste? Kids, how does your fruit taste? I'm challenging all of our families and our kids and the adults in here to evaluate your life. Evaluate it and go, where, where do I gotta work in my garden? Do I gotta commit to being firmly planted? coming every week to church, firmly planted and reading God's word? Do I gotta put a guard up in my life? Is that your next step that you're supposed to do? I gotta put some guards up. Or is there some time that you need to spend on your knees in repentance and pulling out those weeds, pulling out those weeds? I'm gonna close in prayer. I'm gonna close in prayer. 
and kids all over here, I wanna encourage our families to either hold hands, if your children are with you, hold their hands, or you can even lay your hands on them. Maybe you wanna get on your knees right at your chair or in the, in the aisle right there. Remember last week, I asked our church to continue to pray for a mighty move of God. I'm believing for a mighty move of God to hit our church. And church, it first comes when we humble ourselves and we spend time in repentance. God, would you move in the hearts of our families? Kids, I can remember knowing Jesus at five years old, meeting him, and he was so real. He came to me and I had tears in my eyes. I said, Jesus, I'm sorry. Kids, Jesus loves you so much. He loves you so much. Teenagers, get in the garden. He loves you so much. Parents, let your kids see you in the garden, repenting. Model repentance for your children. And to all the people who are here today who don't have kids, Will you also just extend your hand to our children and our families that we would be people and families who love Jesus, who are firmly rooted in the house of God with guards protecting our families and hearts repentant, wanting more of Jesus. I want more of Jesus in our church and in our families, and in our kids' church, and in our student life. I wish I was with my kids right now. Dear God, I thank you for this time. I thank you for this fun service, and I give you all the praise and the glory. And God, I just continue to ask that you do a mighty work in our church and in our families and in marriages and in husbands and in wives and in children and in friends. God, would you move? Would we have a heart that wants more of you? Would we have a heart that is full of repentance? Would our children grow to know and love you? God, would you pour out your spirit on our children and on our teenagers? God, we wanna see a mighty move of God. And I just pray that we have hearts that want to get in the garden in repentance, to pull out those weeds. I pray that even our young, young children would come to know you. In your name we pray, amen and amen, amen. Well, I had... I made a mess, I made a mess. That was, I hope you guys had fun with all of our kids and our families. That was amazing. We have one announcement that we wanna share of something that is coming up in kids' life this summer that we don't want anybody met, to miss any weeks of this. So just check this out and we'll be over in just a moment. Aloha. 
Looking for the perfect place to spend your summer? There's an island oasis waiting for you. Join us in Coconut Cove for surfing, shaved ice, and fun in the sun. No matter where you're from, when you're here, you're family. Ohana, a new series starting next week. Well, good morning, church. <laughs> My name is Ashley Servo. I am the Kids Life Elementary Coordinator here at Life Church Buffalo. Woo! a minute of your time to tell you guys all about this brand new series that we are starting next Sunday in Kids Life. I'm so excited about it. Like I said, I serve in our elementary class, which means if you have kids in first through fifth grade, I probably hang out with them way in the back of church every single Sunday. I love every single moment of it. But I want to take this opportunity to just share with our families and our kids. If you are in first, um, if you're in preschool, if you're in our elementary class, to come along with us because we are going on an adventure. We're going down to the beaches of Hawaii and it's gonna be a lot of fun. I just wanna ask that if you guys are here every single Sunday, that you would make it a priority to be here in Kids Life every week because it's gonna be so much fun. If you are a kid out there, I want you guys to invite your friends, invite your family, your cousin, the kid next door, a friend from school, because we're gonna have fun and games, activities. It's gonna be amazing. You won't wanna miss a single week of Ohana. Now, I see all of our kids out in the audience today, and I know you guys got your um, activity sheets on the way into service. So as soon as I wrap up service here, I want you guys to come on up at the end of each of the rows. Our teachers are gonna be down there waiting for you because we have got some prizes for you guys. So come on down. Church, have a great Sunday and happy Independence Day.